from the woods to the water, from the bucks to the ducks. Your weekday foray out of the office begins now on WNSP Outdoors, live on 105.5 FM and WNSP.com. Stay tuned as Alan White and Doug Max talk with fishing and hunting pros, share tips and tricks, and discuss Alabama's greatest natural resource, the great outdoors. WNSP Outdoors is brought to you by Eastern Shore Ace Hardware, Streets Seafood and Meat Market, 157 Outfitters, Hall Sausage and Wholesale Meats, and Blue Water Yacht Sales. Now, let's head outdoors with Alan White. Good afternoon and welcome to the show. I'm Alan White along with Doug Max. We've got a great show lined up for you. And uh, Doug, you know it's been hot and I've been on the tractor yesterday putting uh, liquid fertilizer on some chufas. Yeah, I've been on a lawnmower quite a bit. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's definitely hot. I mean, it is full-fledged summer. Ooh, it sure is. And uh, we're going to talk about what we can do to catch fish during this hot weather with Mr. Don Green in just a moment. But uh, I was going to tell you, this liquid fertilizer I use is called Mo Yield. You can get it at plantagriproducts.com. I've used it before. I really like it. It's a lot easier and a lot cheaper to put that out than the granule. And I have sandy soil. The granule, as soon as it rains, it disappears down about 10 inches. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, you lose some of it. And you can't it get it. It goes too deep, yeah. It, it goes too deep for the roots. So that's another reason I like the foliar um, application, and it stays right there. So plantagriproducts.com, I highly recommend it. I'm going to put some lime out, too, uh, pretty soon with that product. So it's all good. Yeah, uh, hopefully you have the same result with the lime that you'll have with the fertilizer. Yeah, so. and I've used the lime early in the spring, and uh, it's already made a difference in the pH. Well, so, good. So it's fast. Good deal. All right, Don Green is with us. He's got our Delta report for us. Don, how you doing, man? Doing great. How you guys doing today? We're doing good. We're trying to stay cool today. You know, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it's bad. It, it, it don't seem like it's going to get any better anytime soon either. That's right. You know, Don, there's a lot of people that stay at home. They're not fishing. They're not enjoying right. the, you know, the creation like like they should right now mm -hmm. because it's so hot. Why don't you tell us some ideas on how to deal with this hot weather and still have a good time okay fish. Uh, i'll be glad to oh uh, number one is we just don't have heat like this normal you know normal when i say normal of course we got we got hot weather down here it's about as hot as you get in this country uh humid humidity way wide but anyway uh most people have a pattern they fish by during the summer months of the year, which I, I'm one of the worst. I, I have some really strong patterns I fish all summer long. And uh, the truth is, when the water gets like it is now, we, we, this is we don't see down here in the summertime. We usually have thunderstorms cool that water off every day or two, but it's not happening. And uh, you got a surface temperature a lot of places over 90 degrees now. Yeah, we sure and, uh, need some rain, that's for sure. I'm telling you. Well, anyway, the uh, the fish are still biting. Let's get it that. Let's say it that way. They, we, you know, we're the ones that are really getting hindered by this hot weather is, is the angler. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
when it comes to fishing, you got to learn to fish. You know, uh, uh, to me, this is a good time to get out there every chance you get to learn different type of procedures they take to bite. And then you'll be better at it the next time it happens. Now, a good example is is uh, your brim fishing. They're they're at the point of backing off and getting suspended out close to the channel. They won't get out in that big big deep channel where the where they might get eat, but they get out there a little bit deeper and suspend in the coolest water they can find. Now, the best way to brim fish in this tight water is get you a, a, a good long pole, or you can cast, you can have a spinning rod or whatever. But the thing is, number one, don't go to a light line. Go to a heavier line. You want at least 14 to 20-pound test line when you brim fishing in this tight weather. Hmm. The reason is, you go on a, when you throw that, I use worm, man. You can use crickets or seed trap, whatever, but... Remember, don't fish the cricket deep, fish it shallower. Fish your worm on or near the bottom. When you've got the heavy line on there and a very, one very small split shot with a number six hook, when you throw that worm or whatever, it floats down in a normal fashion. All the fish are so lethargic. Now, they're not, in, they're not turning quickly. They're just easing around and looking because they don't want to waste no energy. Mm-hmm. Okay, when they see it coming down real, real slow, they'll follow it down, and they'll, you'll have to catch that fish. Whereas, if it had a heavier weight on there, it'd go right straight down. You, he wouldn't even pay any attention to it. Right. Now, uh, most people like corks, which I like a cork too, but the best way to do this is without a cork. When it gets to the bottom, then you can you can ease it back to you very slowly to a certain point. You can really then cast out you. What you're doing is looking for the fish. Mm-hmm. Once you find them, you're going to catch a lot of them right in that same area. But you got to slow down. All fish are very lethargic this, this kind of weather, and they're going to be that way the water temperature comes up some. And uh, the, the best way to do it is usually... The brim will be anywhere from four to eight feet of water. I like to fish the edge of a channel and then go up toward the bank with them to find out where most of them are. But you, 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 uh, you, t- you take control and find the fish is what, what I'm getting at. Okay, as far as uh, numbers and size, you're going to catch the same size and same numbers you ever d- always did because they're, they're, their uh, environment hasn't changed except the heat. Mm. That's the only thing that's changed to them. Now, crappie, if, if I were going crappie fishing in this kind of weather, I wouldn't even worry about a treetop. Mm. I'd, go, I'd go prepare to troll. Okay. And, and what I mean prepare to troll, you get, you get enough poles uh, out, you can have several types of bait at several uh, depths. And have the have the baits completely different. In other words, you might have one at a beetle spin, one is an underspin, two or three of them are just a, just a jig being pulled, and find where the fish are, what what depth they are, and uh, then you can concentrate on that depth, and you'll find that trolling this time of year in this heat, if you got a tide, even though it might not be much of a tide. Don't even worry about trying to speed up because those fish 
all they all they're doing is turn around facing the facing the current, and that bait will come easing by them. They'll just reach over and grab it. They don't move. Fish don't move much when it's hot like this. The same scenario as the middle of the winter. They save an auction. They don't want to have to move much, and uh, they, they're they're not going to move. They're not going to chase anything this time of year, and uh, you got to be prepared for it. Now the bass. Leave leave the top waters alone. You can forget about them. I, I can I can vouch for that myself and my son, <laughs> several other people. Have anybody that wants to fish top water fish at night? Now they are catching them at night with the top water. Uh, horn toad and uh, buzz baits. A friend of mine come by here the other day. Said I took your advice and went at night, and he said they caught. Three four pounders and a five pounder on top waters at night, even though the water was warm. But wow. they fished it as slow as they could. That's a lot of fun, and, uh, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's nothing more fun than catching big bass at night. I agree. That that is fun. And uh, but as far as the bass fishing in the daytime, what you want to do is get you put that casting rod down with that heavy line on it, pick you up a spinner. And a real, a good stiff one. It's got ten pound test line on it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what color it is. It doesn't matter the color of it. Doesn't matter. Put you a number two alt, either a weedless. You can buy four forty nine W weedless eagle claw, which has got the little prong on it. This is a real good weedless hook, or your regular worm hook. And get you a six to eight inch. I use I use a six inch. I make my own. And uh, a lot of people use that eight inch, uh, seven and a half inch zoom uh, finesse worm, which is good. The, the key to the worm is here's the key: you want one with flex, flakes in it, dark colored, like a like a June bug, is really the number one color. Right now it's good, but now it's it's, it's coming time for shrimp. Okay, once the shrimp start moving in. You want a light watermelon-colored worm or, or, or just about a, a colorless worm to fish with. Now, when, you, when you're fishing that thing, you don't have any weight at all, just the hook and the worm. You cast over the grass, and you bring it off of that grass real slow. They just sink down in it because it's not going to hang on anything. And then when you get it out to the edge of the grass, let it drop. And let it sit there a few seconds. You remember they're lethargic. And just keep moving out into deeper water till you get to a point, well, I'm going to cast again. You're going to catch about 10 fish that way to every one you'll catch on anything else this time of the year. All right. Well, that's good suggestions. I appreciate that. And uh, we'll get some more questions next next time we talk to you. Wish we had some time for some questions with okay. you, but we're running out of time. Man. <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay. All right. Yeah, we'll have to ask all these questions in my head later, but we ran right out of time. Yeah. But I had a bunch of questions. All right. Yeah. All right. We're going to be taking a break here. We'll be back with Captain Bobby Abrascato after this.
It's a Tiger Tiger Thursday edition of the final drive. Corey Labounty and Michael Bronner coming at you. We're going to have Rodney Orr, the tighter insider, talking Alabama. Philip Dukes talking Auburn. All this and more on a Thursday edition of The Final Drive. The Final Drive with Corey and Michael. Weekdays beginning at 3 here at 105.5 FM and on the Sound of Mobile app. Would you like to hunt in one of the greatest waterfowl destinations in the United States? 157 Outfitters in Southeast Wyoming would love to make that happen. 157 Outfitters operates in the North Platte River Valley, home to hundreds of thousands of geese and an abundance of ducks. Hunt out of heated underground blinds with the best guides in the West. Hunt packages include guided hunts, bird processing, private lodging, guns, and ammunition. For more information, visit 157outfitters.com. Since opening in 1997, Dan Hart LLC has specialized in the sales and service of all types of rotating equipment. From mechanical seals and centrifugal pumps to gearboxes and vacuum pumps, Dan Hart has you covered. Their in-house team of certified technicians and experienced engineers are available 24-7 with industry-leading turnaround times for all of your rotating equipment or mechanical seal needs. For information, call 251-330-1750 or visit danhartllc.com. Why call the rest when you can have the best? Lanyap is your source for award-winning local news, in-depth investigative reporting, commentary, cuisine reviews, and arts and entertainment coverage, as well as the best sports pages in Alabama. Lanyap is your local newspaper. No one covers this area like Lanyap does. You'll find them around town in one of the regal purple boxes, or you can purchase a Lanyap digital subscription for just 21 cents a day. Not only are you helping Lanyap continue to give you a great paper, you also get access to lanyapmobile.com on up to five digital devices, as well as almost daily web content, breaking news, and access to the Lanyap archives and the Lanyap's weekly podcast. Again, it's just 21 cents a day to sign up for a Lanyap digital subscription. Sign up today at my.lanyapmobile.com and help keep mobile funky. Future Ones is an Alabama-based athletic apparel and accessories company dedicated to serving and investing in our local schools and athletes, treating every school and team with top priority. No matter what size your program is, wear the future with Future Ones and support Alabama high school athletics. Located off Schillinger Road in Sims, visit future1s.com and find them on Facebook. Future Ones, the official cloth sponsor of the AHSAA. This is WNSP Outdoors, live on 105.5 FM and on the Sound of Mobile app. Now, let's head back outdoors with Alan White. Welcome back to the show. Eastern Shore Ace Hardware, located on top of Spanish Fort Hill in the Eastern Shore Shopping Center there, and also a location on Highway 181 in Baldwin County. We're going to give away a $20 gift certificate right now to the third caller at 694-1055. Eastern Shore Ace Hardware, the friendliest place you'll ever meet. All right, Bobby Abascado is with us, and uh, we're going to get an inshore report from him right now. How you doing, Bobby? Yeah, I'm doing good, man. How about you? Hey, I'm doing great, man. Uh, <clears throat> let's let's get this out of the way first. Do you What do you know about the boat accident that claimed two lives out there? Uh, 
probably about the same as you. Um, okay. I know that it occurred at night, um, and that's about the extent of what, you know, it's just what I've read and stuff. But um, obviously a tragedy is scary as heck, um, yeah. you know, running around at night. I don't I do, don't do it at night very often. And my dark running is usually first thing in the morning. And I'll tell you, mm-hmm. it's amazing, uh, you know, when you're out there running in low light like that, how fast stuff comes up on you. Oh, I know it. That's sad. I, I hate to hear uh, we've had another fatal boat accident anywhere in Alabama. So, Yeah, I'm sure we're going to hear more about it, too. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I probably about the same thing as you. But uh, yeah, I just heard anyway, uh, uh, I guess I've been on well, the tractor the meantime, too long. Huh? <laughs> I hadn't been listening to the local news. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, what's, how's the fishing, buddy? But it's been pretty good. You know, it's uh, obviously the talk is the heat. You know, it's so hot. Uh, but what's really kind of odd uh, is it's still been really windy. And I guess that's kind of a blessing and a curse because, you know, when the wind, you know, this time of year when it gets hot like this, the standard pattern is to get off into some deep, you know, water, fishing some structure because the deeper water is cooler and the fish stay active. Uh, the problem with the deep structure bite is it's all out in open water. And when you're getting 15, 18, and, you know, sustained 20 knots like, we've had the last several days uh you can't do that so you got to stay on the inside uh and uh but the good news is the good part about having that wind is it it, it, when when it doesn't blow it is brutally i mean you can't even stay put for more than 20 minutes without having to run again and um and cool off you know so the breeze at least helps keeps it a little cooler on the inside and even you know fishing on the inside uh, you know, in the shallower stuff to get out of the wind has been great. We're catching huge numbers of fish on um, uh, some uh, fake shrimp under popping corks uh, and some top water, especially during that full moon. We had last, was that last week we had the moon, and um, man, we had some really good top water mornings, you know. So, so even despite the, the conditions we're battling, you know, between the heat and the wind, uh, we're still catching a lot of fish. Um, there's loads of white trout, and which happened, really that started happening, it seemed like about two years ago, this would be about the third year, where we've had really this explosion of, of white trout in the in, inside waters. And, you know, you guys have caught white trout enough to know that when you get around those things, there's swarms of them, but typically that's more on, like, deeper water structure. I don't care if it's the winter or the fall or the spring, summer, whatever, that's, that's the pattern for those. But we've had a lot of white trout you know, move in, mixed in with these schools of specs. And um, I don't have a bit of problem catching them uh, as long as I know there's some better specs around, especially using artificial bait. <laughs> when I have to start feeding them 50-cent live shrimp, I'm not <laughs> chanted with them, if you know what I mean. But uh, they hit those artificial bait. And, and like the lady was asking me yesterday, she said, well, I, you know, I thought we'd be using live bait. And I said, you can't when there's this many fish around because you, you'd be out of bait by 7 o'clock in the morning. You won't catch any more fish than what we're catching right now. Yeah. Uh, if we have to get out on the structure, that's when you're going to want to use the bait. Mm-hmm. And, again, with the weather we've had, I've not been able to do that. So, anyway, long answer to your question. But, yeah, it's, uh, you know, considering it's brutally hot, it's, uh, you know, the dead of summer right now. We're really having some really good trips. Well, Bobby, uh, for the benefit of some of our listeners, why don't you explain how you define inside and outside? Well, uh, basically, I should probably clarify a little bit more shallow and deep. And um, so when I say the inside, it's just the protected waters, you know, where you're within a, you know, 
quarter mile or a few hundred yards of the beach, exactly. you know, or of the land where you can get some protection for the wind versus outside, you're out in just open water. And that's that's deep water fishing, which, you know, is defined by me as water deeper than eight feet in Mobile <laughs> Bay in the Mississippi Sound. So yeah. you're not going to find that in a book anywhere, but uh, unless it's one of the articles I wrote for one of your magazines. But um, uh, that's kind of what I'm talking about when I say inside and outside is shallow and deep, you know, okay. and um uh, you know, so uh, that kind of maybe hopefully clear it up a little bit. Yeah, for that's everybody. a real good way to do it. Put it. That's, yeah. Uh, you mentioned, uh, you know, normally you would have been in that real deep water, but you, you know, the wind has had you in the shallow water. But that wind also stirs that water up and and keeps it a little cooler than it would have been if it was just, you know, no wind and the sun beaming down on it. So. <laughs> Yes, and I'm glad you said that because actually I was going to mention that when we were talking about fishing that shallow water in the wind. You're exactly right. You know, what you're talking about is that wave action actually oxygenates the water. You know, so if you had to fish that shallow water this time of year when it was dead slick calm, it's tough. It re- They will not bite. But, man, when that wind blows, that really helps that deal out. So that's kind of been the other benefit of having some wind. And I'm glad you mentioned that. I actually had intended to mention that, so I'm glad you brought that up, Doug. That's a great point. Get that you can get away with doing you know if you're trying to do that this time of year on a slick calm day it's just not real productive you know because that 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 oxygen is the main thing is the oxygen gas is off and the fish just get inactive bobby i hope you have a great weekend that's great information thanks for sharing it with us buddy all right guys i appreciate it. y'all have a good weekend all right let's go to miller's ferry talk to joe dunn for a minute about the crappie fishing first of all that's what i want to know about joe how you doing man all doing good. Yeah, we had a real good trip this past weekend, caught them some good fish. Uh, but now it, it, it was tough getting the bite, making the bite. Uh, we had to go back to Minas, uh, uh, and if you you know had to put it right on their nose. Yeah, and we was fish. They're lethargic uh, in this hot weather, uh, hot water actually. So yeah, I mean. They just, uh, they're not real active, but uh, a live minnow will bring out some action mm-hmm. in them. And we was fishing, you know, at 8 to 10 foot in some of the uh, flues off the river that was has current going through them. And we actually caught a few bottom mounts and out the edge river about 14 feet deep. And, uh, but, uh, and, and another key thing, like you said, it's hot, it's still, there's no wind sometimes. And when it gets that way, uh, shade plays a big factor. I mean, really big in what's holding those fish. And uh, you, you got a stump with a little grass mat around it at eight, ten foot of water. I guarantee you, there's some fish up under there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Or brush pile that's laying more uh, horizontal than vertical. Uh, that's got a lot of covered grass mats on the edge of the river. You know. And you know, eighteen to twenty foot of water uh, is going to hold fish. So uh, that shade—just think of that. Those bats and shade, something for the fish to get under and get in the shade. You know, me and you both at this time, we like to get in the shade. (laughs) Yes, sir. We want shade. I need need to buy a top for my tractor so I can be in the shade (laughs) on it. I believe that'd be a good investment. But you know, I was thinking that live scope has really helped confirm what we always knew about how fish behave in this kind of weather. And, uh, yeah, you're going to find them on a live scope in the shade of a big stump or some mats on top or something. 
Yeah, it, 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 like I said, the live scope plays a big key in the looking under one grass mat and it's full of fish and looking under none and it ain't any. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, literally, they were so tight Saturday under some of those top, when I was Sunday under the, those top, that you had to get it, you had to be right up next to it before you get a bite. Mm-hmm. Then they'd come out from under and hit it, but if uh, uh, you didn't get right in there on the nose, that, and another thing, you know, they wasn't all the way down, and they, we could adjust our court, our slip court, to where it would be right idle level to them. <laughs> so you wouldn't fish it too deep or too shallow. That's, that's you you they, literally had to be right there on the nose. Huh. That's how they act in the dead of winter. You know? Yeah. It'll, you it, have to put them right on their nose to get a bite, but boy, when you find them, you find yeah. them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think Joe, uh, uh, Don Green was mentioning that earlier, that, that there's a lot of similarities to fishing in the dead cold of the winter and then when it's 98 degrees in the summer, you know, yeah. the fish are doing a lot of the same thing. Yeah. But Either they're too cold or too hot. Yeah. <laughs> they don't they, want to they, move They, they do. They anymore. just, metabolism slows down in those uh-huh. fish. But. Joe, I hope you have a great weekend, man. Thanks for the report. All right, we're going to be back with a special guest, Mr. Jackie Bushman from Buckmasters, right after these messages. football fix all year long on the chuck oliver show the king of college football brings you two hours of local college football talk throughout the year with the biggest experts from across the nation and exclusive interviews with the coaches and players you want to hear from it's the college football talk you deserve on the chuck oliver show weekdays from one to three and evenings from eight to ten on wnsp Street Seafood and Meat Market on Highway 31 in Baymanette has a great selection of fresh seafood and meats. Choose from their top cuts of meats or get yours custom cut. Find Street Seafood Restaurant on Facebook for order ahead to go daily buffet specials. A full meal served at the drive up from 10.30 till 3.30. Call 937-4096 and they'll put it together for you. Street's Dining Room is now open and the banquet room is open for private parties. Street Seafood Restaurant and Meat Market on Highway 31 in Baymanette. Find them on Facebook. Hunters Mountain Dew presents the Buckmasters Expo August 18th through 20th. 300 vendor booths. Bulls and Buckmasters professional bull riding Friday and Saturday nights. Meet YouTube sensations Robert Arrington, Deer Meat for Dinner, and Suburban Hunters Seek One. High flying dock dogs, free river boat rides, top bow competition, plus Deer of the Year. Admission free with a can of food or just $1, 12 and under free. Sponsored by Alabama Power, Wind Creek Casino and Hotel, Riverside Chevrolet, Capital Tractor, Alabama Ag Credit. Special thanks to the City of Montgomery, Montgomery County Commission, and Chamber of Commerce. The Buckmasters Expo at the Montgomery Convention Center. Friday 3 to 8, Saturday 9 to 7, Sunday 10 to 5. One of the challenges of being a homeowner is finding someone you can trust for all the little things that can go wrong. 
but here on the Alabama Gulf Coast, Bachelor Service is the trusted name for HVAC generators and now plumbing repair. Their plumbing team can take care of any job, from a clogged drain or leaky faucet to installing a new high-efficiency tankless water heater. Bachelors is service worth remembering. HVAC generators and now plumbing repair. Learn more at bachelorservice.com. Certification 17070. Nothing slows my little girl down, except the stuffy nose. That's why I use Sinex Children's Saline from Vicks. Sinex instantly clears mucus in everyday stuffy little noses with a gentle, ultra-fine mist designed for kids. Just Sinex? Breathe. Her stuffy nose is gone for now. And so is she. Sinex Children's Saline. Sinex, breathe. Use as directed, keep out of reach of children. More time for Lee Shervanian previewing tomorrow's edition of the opening kickoff. Well, we're going to take a look at some of the scrimmages coming up Saturday that you have interest in, like Alabama, South Alabama, and Auburn. We'll have some voices on that. We're again going to try to identify SEC quarterbacks and rate them. All of that and your phone call. Join us Friday. The opening kickoff with Mark and Lee. <laughs> weekday mornings from 6 to 9 on the country's first FM all sports station, WNSP. This is WNSP Outdoors, live on 105.5 FM and on the Sound of Mobile app. Now, let's head back outdoors with Alan White. Welcome back to the show. Streets Seafood and Meat Market in Baymanette, Alabama wants to give away a four-pack of pork chops to the third caller at 694-1055. That's Streets Seafood and Meat Market located in Baymanette, Alabama. Mr. Jackie Bushman is with us, the original Buckmaster, the founder of Buckmasters, and I'm glad to have you here. Jackie, how you doing? I'm doing great. How y'all doing? Well, we're doing good. I know the expo is coming up real soon on August 18th through the 20th. It's located right here close to Mobile in Montgomery, Alabama, and it's well worth the drive because there are some really interesting things going on there every year. Why don't you tell us about the expo this year, first of all? Well, it's hard to believe it's been a year, but by gosh, it'll be here next weekend. <laughs> and it's the 18th through the 20th at the Montgomery Renaissance Convention Center. And uh, it's a Friday through Sunday. And uh, the doors open at 3 o'clock on Friday and close at 8 on Friday. And then they go uh, 9 to 7 on Saturday and then 10 to 5 on Sunday. Okay. And we're bringing back the Bulls. The Bulls and Buckmasters was a huge success last year. So having professional bull riding in downtown Montgomery was, was a huge hit. So <laughs> we will do that Friday and Saturday night. And uh, when the doors close at 8 o'clock, uh, we'll, be, we'll be doing the Bulls at 8 uh, on Friday. And then Saturday night, they'll be going at about 7, 7.30. So yeah. doors open for that uh, like it. 6, 6.30 on Friday, we've got live entertainment, and then all the doors open uh, 5.30 for the Bulls on Saturday night. That's awesome. Uh, always good live entertainment there. But I, I'm more interested in, when I go to Buckmasters, it's different than any other expo because I get to meet the manufacturers, not just dealers, but manufacturers. That's right. Tell us some That's of right. the manufacturers that you'll have there. Well, we got, you know, boy, we got... You know, a lot of folks there, the folks from Sig Sauer there uh, with the optics. we got the Millennium Tree Stand guys there. Uh, we've got wildlife research there. Uh, 
you know, from the scent industry. So we got a little bit of everybody that's there, you know, as far as manufacturers. And, you know, that's a cool thing. They can show you the product. You can step over and buy it from one of your local dealers. Mm-hmm. The show is completely sold out. Over 300 exhibits are going to be there. Uh, so uh, it's wall-to-wall. If you got a deer head want to be scored, bring it. Uh, we'd score it with the BTR score. So uh, if you got a good deer head, please bring it. And uh, bringing the dock dogs back. Oh, yeah. And that's uh, that's always a fun competition to watch. Uh, really, the entire family can enjoy. So, uh, a lot of these dogs are professional dogs that are stay on the circuit. So, and then you can bring your local dogs out and let them jump too. So, and then we got the top bow uh, archery competition for the 4-H kids, and then we got collegiate this year. So, uh, we're going to have a youth category and we got a collegiate category. So, that's always fun to step into the archery tournament and see some of the best archers in the country, uh, in junior and uh, collegiate uh, archers. So we haven't really missed a thing. It doesn't cost anything. It's just a canned food to get in. And uh, last year, they, with the donations and, and cash donations, if you don't have a can, you forget it, it's a dollar. But between the, the dollar donation and all the canned goods, we fed over 150,000 meals to Friendship Mission, one of the charities here in Montgomery. So wow. there's a lot going on. That's awesome. You know, that 3D tournament uh venue that you have set up a lot of people don't realize how interesting that thing is you know these targets are set up at different distances different types of targets there's deer turkey hog everything in there and some of them actually move across the floor and you have to Uh shoot a moving target these it's really fun to watch that archery tournament well, it's a. I was watching the movie Dirty Harry one night, and they were doing that friend foe with the police academy and stuff. And I, mm. the guy thought I was crazy when I caught him. I said, <laughs> "I'd like to put a deer target on that uh, kind of the mechanism you got yeah. there." And he laughed. But that's where the concept came from. And uh, we don't believe in deer hunting tournaments for prizes and cash and stuff. But we this uh, system really kind of tests the athletic ability of a hunter. You got to have good reflections. You got to see the deer. You got to make the, a shot under pressure. So. All uh, all the elements come into these archers in a simulated format, and uh, it's pretty cool to watch because if your peripheral vision is looking too far down the course, these the shorter targets come up and they'll go down on them, and when they see it go down, they start rushing. So it gets to be a mental game, yeah. you know. After that, but uh, I just think the future's in the kids and the collegiate. So we used to have the pros in, but uh, I think our future's in the in the younger shooters. So that's how we we've switched it from the pros to the uh, to the younger kids and collegiate kids. So. Well, That's just kind of what our, our format is right now. Yeah, and when those uh, moving targets start moving, they only have a certain amount of seconds to shoot it or it that's goes right. away and uh they have to have nerves of steel but anyway that's enough <laughs> oh, about that <laughs> no question they've got an eight by well i think it's an eight by ten hit sensor pad and that air has to strike it and yeah. that activates the target to drop so it's kind of like pinball so yeah, yeah. uh but no they got to be able to see it and they got to make that shot and you know they change it you know each round changes mm-hmm. so we can move the targets up and back five to ten yards in the scene and that makes a big difference on the pin selection that the archers are having to pick so lot going on in their head and whoever can do it the best is the winner and that's just the way it works and 300 vendors will be there and you can find some great deals on hunting products including ammunition i've i've, I've stocked oh, up yeah. on ammunition there several years ago i've stocked up a lot of ammunition because it was an incredible price 
Uh, well, stands. one thing about it is most of these exhibitors we have, this is the last show of the show, of the show circuit for the year. Right. You know what I'm saying? These guys have been on a circuit. They want to get rid of this inventory. They don't want to take it home. So there's yeah. a lot of great discount prices from a lot of these folks. And, you know, we got a lot of outdoor celebrities going to be in. we got uh, Robert and Sarah Arrington of Deer Meat for Dinner. Uh, they have like 3.2 million followers on YouTube. And then we got the Seek One Urban Hunters. They'll be here, and Allie from Alabama uh, will be here from TikTok. So, uh, got a lot of you know folks to you know a lot of fans can come meet some of their YouTube and social media stars too. <laughs> yeah, that's a new phenomenon to me. I mean, the YouTube. I oh love, yeah, <laughs> I love YouTube. I I learn so much off of YouTube. I just use it to learn how to fix things. Most yeah, of the time. <laughs> but a lot of people are learning how to hunt. Yeah, you know, and, and getting some great tips on yeah. hunting. And, and you learn they don't, a lot about yeah. management. Uh, yeah. wildlife management. Yeah, that too. Know? Oh, yeah. uh, Dr. Grant Woods is one of my favorite places to, to watch. Mm-hmm. Well, well, Jackie, you obviously doing something right, getting 300 vending every year. I mean, it's the same thing. It's a big success, and obviously y'all are doing it right up there, and, and I'm sure you're going to have a, a huge crowd again next weekend. So, Well, I, I appreciate y'all letting your audience hear about it. Again, we just ask everybody to jump in a pickup truck come see us, and it doesn't cost anything but a canned good, and hopefully – you know, and it's a family show. We got a lot of mamas and grandmamas that come, and they buy Christmas presents, a birthday presents. So we got activities for the kids. We got the balloon guy. He he must make ten thousand balloons and and different little animals that the kids want. So it's always fun to have him in there. So, uh, but now we try to we try to have it for the entire family and just have uh, our vendors. You know, we try to find some outdoor themes to you know have an exhibitor in there. So uh, our staff does a wonderful job. You know, I'm, I'm very fortunate. The governor is behind it we've got the county commission and our our mayor here and their staff i mean they have to put 40 tons of dirt down starting on wednesday to get the bull arena ready so there's just so many elements to go make this event what it is i got the easiest job i just try to talk to everybody and get everybody to come out but (laughs) there's a lot of folks behind the scenes that's doing a lot of hard work to make it successful well for those listeners that may not be familiar with Buckmasters. It's sort of a, a membership club that you can join if you're interested in deer hunting or deer management. And you learn a lot. You get a magazine. How many members do you have now, Jackie? I guess there's about 135, 150,000, somewhere in that range. goes up and down. Uh, you know, the TV show is in our 37th year now with the longest-running hunting TV show in cable history. So, Lord willing, you know, people keep watching. I'll keep doing that. And then our social media uh side has really grown tremendously so uh yeah. we, we try to be out there in as many different forms of media that folks like to consume their you know their deer hunting and we try to be in all of them jackie you started this organization years ago how many years has it been well we started in 86 okay. so uh y'all figure that one up so it's <laughs> okay. been what 37 38 39 years yeah. something like that so uh before we it's go it's been a great run just it's been briefly, a great run. We've thoroughly enjoyed yeah, it. Briefly, before we go, tell us how you started this and what brought the idea on for you. Well, Ray Scott of uh, Bassmasters was a real good friend of mine. We were in the same hunting club. Uh, his kids went to uh, school with me. So I, I, Ray was just uh, very instrumental in, you know, helping me uh, with my thoughts on how he started Bassmasters. I'm very, you know, it's very similar but very different in, you know, deer hunting and bass fishing. But, uh We've had a lot of fun with it, and uh, as I said, we got it started. I was a tennis professional, what I used to do for a living. So yeah. we switched it over and made it full-time Buckmasters, and uh, we're rocking and rolling. 
Well, it was 30, great. 738 years now. It's great. Congratulations on all the success, and thank you for being with us today, Jay. All right, guys. Thank y'all. Everybody else, come on to Buckmasters next weekend. Yes, sir. We'll see you there. All right, we're going to take a short break. Be back with the Peer Pounder, David Thornton, right after this. With summer here, it's time to take care of those pesky boat problems you've been putting off. Visit Blue Water Yacht Sales today so you'll be ready to hit the water in the warmer weather. Blue Water is a full-line Yamaha outboard dealer and is a five-star gold service facility with a Yamaha Master Tech on hand. Of course, Blue Water carries a full assortment of inshore and offshore models from Pioneer, Bulls Bay, Avenger, Jupiter Marine, and Regulator. And if you're selling, skip the hassle and let Blue Water sell your boat for you. Visit BlueWaterYachtSales.net. Would you like to hunt in one of the greatest waterfowl destinations in the United States? 157 Outfitters in Southeast Wyoming would love to make that happen. 157 Outfitters operates in the North Platte River Valley, home to hundreds of thousands of geese and an abundance of ducks. Hunt out of heated underground blinds with the best guides in the West. Hunt packages include guided hunts, bird processing, private lodging, guns, and ammunition. For more information, visit 157outfitters.com. Aging is a lie. The ridiculous concept of time passing on the calendar causing deterioration is an absolute lie. And anyone telling you that is lying to you. Hello, I'm Garrett Williamson, host of the Personal Age Fitness Podcast, telling you there is not one clinical study on the face of the earth that proves that time passing on a calendar automatically causes you to deteriorate. It's something that we all believe, but yet has actually never been proven. So what does happen? Why do we deteriorate? It is common to attribute the deterioration of our knees to the natural process of time. But recent studies have shed light on the true culprit behind knee problems. Contrary to popular belief, the way we sit and squat, not age, is what significantly impacts the health of our knees, which leads to long-term damage. A study published in the Journal of Orthopedic and Sports Physical Therapy in 2018 found that poor sitting posture with crossed legs or prolonged knee flexion increases the pressure on the knee joint leading to cartilage breakdown and potential damage to ligaments and tendons. Another study published in the European Journal of Orthopedic Surgery and Traumatology in 2020 found that individuals who frequently sit with incorrect form experienced a higher instance of knee injuries and early onset of arthritis. Through proper form and exercise, we can actually increase the strength of our knees. Think about it. Proper working care on any machine prolongs its life. Since the body is the most intelligent machine that humans will ever encounter, and the only machine that can repair itself, why would we believe that we cannot improve all of its systems over time? Do you still think time passing on the calendar is actually causing you to degenerate? Are you still believing that lie? It's time you learn the truth. To dispel all the myths of health, fitness, and wellness, check out the Personal Edge Fitness Podcast. It's time to cut through all the lies and learn to live your own level of wellness. The Personal Edge Fitness Podcast, wherever you get your favorite podcast on social media or at personaledgefitness.com. This is WNSP Outdoors, live on 105.5 FM and on the Sound of Mobile app. Now, let's head back outdoors with Alan White. All right. 
Hall Sausage and Wholesale Meats in Chickasaw, Alabama is giving away a gift certificate for a five-pound pork sausage variety pack. We'll give that to the third caller at 694-1055. Doug, I want to take a minute uh, on a personal note. Uh, we lost a Bowen County fishing industry legend recently, and I want to send our condolences to the family of Miss Louise Boutwell. If you've ever fished uh, on the, uh, you know, Tensile River, you probably bought minnows or worms or something from Miss Louise, and uh, her and her husband started Boutwell's Bait Shop years and years ago. I remember going there when I was just a little kid, so uh, hate to lose her, but she was a very, very sweet and special person. And yeah, I had I'd heard about that, and, uh, and I know there's probably hundreds and hundreds of people that that fish outside of the delta that mm -hmm. called that lady her friend their friend Absolutely. you know she was always there uh, you know four or five o'clock in the morning yep yep and uh, opened up but the bait shop is uh continuing under her daughter's care and uh they're still doing a great job so well that's, that's good it. all right we've got mr david thornton on the phone with our peer fishing report how you doing david I'm fine, Alan. How about y'all? No, we're doing good. We're doing good. How, how's things, first of all, at the Gulf State Pier? Anything changed uh, down there? Or are we starting to get some new fish showing up? Yeah, not a, not a whole lot has changed. It's still hot. It is, <laughs> yes. it is really hot. Yeah, they there, there have been some, you know, uh, bright spots, um, a few days there they've had good runs of spanish mackerel but the there doesn't seem to be a lot of um pattern to it you know it's hard to difficult to predict and that's typical of this time of year where uh it just the weather it, you know we're kind of stuck in these doldrums and it's it's real hot uh some days there's not enough wind some days there's a little too much wind and this westerly wind that we've been having, you know, has been that latter case here recently. And the water's kind of dingied up again. But looking ahead in the forecast, the next couple of days, by the weekend, it should uh, decrease and the water, you know, clear back up again. Now, they, uh, they have been doing probably the most consistent thing has been like the, the bite of Jack Gravel, um in the morning at... Fort Morgan, um, out on the beach. And, uh, that, that's gotten to be quite the thing. Now these people doing catch and release on these big Jack Cravel from the beach. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And, um, you know, they, they get an opportunity to get out there really early, uh, before sunup. And in fact, it, some days it may even be over with by sunup. You know, so it's it's, a, it's right at the break of day is when you want to be there on site and casting at that point. Wow. Hey, David, you, you talk about those jacks. I've, I've caught some, you know, always when I was fishing for something else. And, you know, there ain't nothing that's going to wear you down much more than fighting one of those big jacks. <laughs> but, you know, how do they target them? What, what do they, you know, I know they got to have some pretty good tackle, but what do they use like for your, your bait and stuff? What? I don't yeah, know the to trick to catching them. Specifically, you know? um, is you would use a big plug, a big popper plug, um, you know. And there's there's several different uh, brands that make those, but those big chugging plugs, almost like a 
you know, tuna plug or something, mm-hmm. and makes a lot of noise on the surface. And and to the jacks, I guess it reminds them of something feeding, chasing these uh, mullet mm-hmm. first thing in the morning. And it really helps them, the sound, especially on a calm morning, helps them zero in on where the your lure is. And uh, But these six, seven-inch plugs make a pretty good amount of racket, and it draws the fish up to them. And, I mean, they'll just hammer it. You know, it looks like a wash tub opens up <laughs> underneath. It's uh, kind of kind of like what you were alluding to, I guess, about, you know, when you're speckled trout fishing and you're, you're throwing a top water, and the last thing you expect to see is when that wash tub opens up underneath your lure, you know you're in for some trouble. Oh, you know? yeah. <laughs> you know, and they tend to be in some pretty big schools. You know, I've, I've seen them just yeah. be a whole lot of them in one spot, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's a really unique uh, catch from shore because they do pull so hard and they, they never quit, you know. And so it's it'll it'll you'll work up a sweat in a hurry um, in this kind of weather, uh, even first thing in the morning. A friend of mine caught a nice redfish off the beach the other day. Is that a common occurrence uh, this month? Yeah, they start showing up too. Um, you know, we can we can expect more of that. the The tidal progression has changed uh, this month in August. Uh-huh. We start seeing a high tide like early in the morning, maybe right at daybreak or just after, and then the tide is going out the rest of the day. So the afternoons and evenings, you know, especially can be pretty good somewhere like um, at Fort Morgan on the beach uh, for. To, to target these uh, big bull reds, and, and they'll come in, in in pretty good schools a lot of times as well. Sounds and, like a, uh, an, sounds well, like a nice adventure during the sunset. On the, on the beach is the slot reds. Oh. You know, while people are fishing for pompano, they start showing up as well. Okay. There's plenty of breeze down there on the beach, I guess, right? Sometimes there is. You know, some days there is hardly a breath of wind, and it, it's brutal when it's like that. Yeah, I wouldn't enjoy uh, that. But if you can get a breeze, that, that usually makes it tolerable. But if it's blowing 15, 20 miles an hour, either in a, around a thunder shower or just one of these kind of situations like what we have right now where the, the wind pattern has just kind of folded up and and we've got this southwest breeze, I think it's because another trough is moving in closer from upstate. And uh, so until it, it stalls out, we're going to have this bearing down on us, and the wind will blow for a day or so. And then it's looking ahead in the forecast. It's going to back off, mm-hmm. and the seas will go back from, like, 2 to 4 like they are now, and they'll drop it back to 1 to 2 in a short period of time. Because these these aren't long period swells that are coming from way out in the Gulf, they're just being generated within the you know maybe a hundred miles or so of the coast. So they they'll they come up quickly and they they'll fade away just as quickly. Okay. Well, David, I appreciate the report, man. I hope you can uh, catch that breeze and stay cool and catch some fish this weekend. That's for all of us, don't you know it? (laughs) Y'all take care now. Sounds like a really good place to be at sunset to catch some redfish or something like that. If you have a breeze, uh, that might be a good trip. Yep. And and a beautiful sunset. I was just going to say, if you don't catch nothing else, you'll catch a beautiful sunset for sure. (laughs) Indeed. And our resources are so abundant here where we live. Uh, Just 
people don't realize, you know, you can go 30 minutes one way and be on the beach, 30 minutes the other way, be on one of the most beautiful deltas in the world. That's right. You know. Go another 30 minutes inland and there's woods everywhere. The, the black so if belt. you like to hunt, that's right. Yeah. That's Thank right. you, David. Appreciate it, man. All right, guys. Y'all take care and have a great weekend. Yes, Thank you. All right. The Alabama State Championship of turkey calling happened last weekend. Doug, you were a judge at that contest, so tell everybody how it went. Well, yeah, it uh, it was in Tuscaloosa there. Uh, the a guy named Dave Owens, and, and people in the turkey hunting world pretty familiar with Dave Owens, he repeated as state champion. He had won it last year, and last year he also won the Senior Open, which is open to callers from any state. And last year he won both of those contests. And this year he won the state contest. But he didn't win the open contest. Another guy, uh, Craig Wolf from up in Auburn, who was a world champion in Mobile when they had the world championship, he won that in Mobile. He won the senior open contest. But uh, it, I'm going to tell you, it was some kind of stiff competition. Hmm. Uh, it, it was, you know, right there rivaled the world championship or what you'd have in Nashville at the Grand National. It was that level of calling. It was about as good as it gets. Alabama's like that, man. They got some of the best turkey callers and hunters. Yeah, in, you're you're right. You know, I, I don't know how many people know much about duck hunting, but if you went to Stuttgart, Arkansas, mm -hmm. to the World Championship duck calling contest, mm -hmm. well, you could go to the Arkansas state calling contest yep. that they would have there. It's probably going to be as good, if not better, <laughs> than the World Championship. And uh, and then when it comes to turkey calling, Alabama is kind of the same way. And they have these senior opens in some of these other state contests, and these Alabama callers go over there and kind of dominate a lot of those contests as well. Well, but, speaking of duck hunting, you're quite an accomplished duck caller and hunter, and uh, you have some friends that are world-class uh, in the duck calling. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I grew up doing that. Yeah. Uh, you know, everybody that knows me knows I didn't grow up here in Mobile. I grew up in Memphis, and Memphis is right in the heart of uh, duck hunting you know mm -hmm. on the mississippi flyway and my family were duck hunters and turkey hunters <laughs> and to this day when it comes to hunting that's still you know my passion so. great want to mention we're going to have a dove shoot this year if you're interested get in touch with me on facebook it's going to be in uriah alabama it's going to be a good one big field lots of corn so get in touch with me on facebook about that and in the meantime, I hope you all have a great weekend and get out there and enjoy creation. We'll be back next Thursday at noon right here on WNSP Outdoors.